episode 209. Right. Yep. Hello and welcome to episode 209 of Laps Gamer Radio and it's uh, it's another film club episode. Uh, I'm your host Mark and I'm joined by my boys Nick and Andy. Hello. Hi. Hello. Um, in these episodes we talk about video game movies if you haven't listened to one before uh, and video game adjacent films. Uh, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the most um, successful, monetary-wise, box office-wise, yeah. video game film that's ever been made. Yep, um, number one. Duncan Jones' 2016 adaptation of the Warcraft universe to the big screen. Uh, Warcraft, of course, is a Blizzard Boo franchise. Um used to be an RTS series, and I enjoyed it very much. And then in the early 2000s, when did World of Warcraft start? Early 2000s? Like yeah. 2003, 2004, something like that. I would have thought. Um, broke into the world of MMOs, and although it wasn't the first MMO, it was the first MMO to sort of break the mainstream and become a cultural phenomenon, and is still going, although the player base seems to just constantly hate the game. Um, we're not here to talk about the games we're here to talk about the film um, should quickly run through the plot Please before we start talking do. about the film um, so the plot is according to Wikipedia uh, this is the most concise uh, it's the plot summary I could find um, Draenor homeworld of the orcs is being torn apart by a mysterious force known as fell magic Gul'dan, an orc warlord, unites the orc clans on, in, uh, into the Horde 
and creates a portal to the world of Azeroth by using fell magic to drain the life out of captive Draenei. Uh, Gul'dan leads a small warband through the portal to capture and sacrifice prisoners on Azeroth uh, to bring the Horde. Duratan, the chieftain of the Frostwolf clan, his pregnant mate Draka, and his old friend Orgrim Doomhammer join this initial warband. When the orcs arrive in Azeroth, Draka goes into labor and Gul'dan rescues a dying baby named Gul, or Goel, I don't know, uh, by draining the life out nearby deer to revive and infuse them with fell magic. Uh, the orcs raid several settlements throughout Azeroth. Uh, Anduin Lothar, commander of the human forces of Stormwind Kingdom, finds a trespassing mage named Khadgar investigating the bodies of the slain men, who explains the bodies contain traces of fell magic. Stormwind's king, Lane Rin, um, sends them on, uh, sends them to the stronghold of, of Kara, Karazan to inform Medivh, the guardian of, of uh, Tirisfal, of the fell magic's presence on Azeroth. He's starting to pick up on the main problem I think a lot of people had with this film is yeah. <laughs> a lot of... Yeah. You've got to load a lot of knowledge and a lot of names and stuff like that. And a lot of, like, you know, non-human names. Yes, yeah. yes. So, uh, you're having to introduce people to a fantasy world that they may not be particularly or at all familiar with. Mm. Um, Lothar, Khadgar, and Medivh draw on a scouting team following the traces of fell magic but are ambushed by orcs. Medivh uses a spell to kill the fell corrupted orcs, leaving the Horde's war chief, Blackhand, to flee along the with Durotan and Orgrim. The team takes a half orc slave, Garona, as prisoner. But La La Lane, Leon, I don't know how you pronounce the king's name. Um, Lane, Lane. Lane, okay. Lane releases her in exchange for loyalty to Stormwind. Grona leads the humans to spy on the orc camp where they learn of Gul'dan's plan to bring the Horde to Azeroth. While studying a book found in Medivh's library, Khadgar realizes that Gul'dan had help from someone in Azeroth opening the portal. Despite Orgrim's objections, Duratan meets with Lane secretly to unite the Frostwolf clan and the humans against Gul'dan, but the group is ambushed by Blackhand. Medivh forms a magical barrier to protect the humans' retreat, but Lothar's son Kalan is separated from the group and killed by Blackhand. Medivh is weakened, and Garona and Khadgar take him back to uh, Karazan to recover. After noticing Medivh's eyes shine green, uh, Khadgar realizes that he's been corrupted by fell magic, and uh, that he is the one who helped Gul'dan. At the Orc camp, Blackhand purges the Frostwolf clan. Orgrim helps Draka to escape, and she sends Gul down the river in a basket, but is found and killed. Uh, Durotan challenges Gul'dan um, to Makgorah, a duel to the death for leadership of the orcs. During the fight, Gul'dan violates the honorable combat rules by draining the life out of Durotan with his magic, killing him and earning the disapproval of the orcs watching, and he empowers Blackhand with the same magic. Medivh, now a half demonic, now in a half-demonic state, starts to open the portal to Draenor, and Gul'dan begins sacrificing the captured human villagers to allow the rest of the Horde to enter Azeroth. Lane leaves the human army in an assault on the orc camp, while Lothar... Um, and Khadgar fight Medivh and destroy the demon that has, been, that has begun to manifest on the outside. Medivh is mortally wounded and loses the last of his strength to close the portal to Draenor and instead open a portal to Stormwind, uh, allowing Lane to evacuate most of the freed prisoners. Medivh dies and the portal closes, leaving Lane, Garona and a small group of human soldiers to fight the orcs. Lane secretly orders Garona to kill him, bringing her honour among the orcs and putting her in a position of power to bring peace between the two races. Verena reluctantly does so, 
uh, and is welcomed into the horde by Gul'dan. Uh, Lothar arrives to retrieve King Lane's body, but is confronted by Blackhand, uh, who challenges Lothar to Makgara. And Lothar, uh, with Lothar defeating him against Gul'dan's uh, demands, the orcs bound by tradition allow Lothar to depart with Lane's body. During Lane's funeral, the leaders of the other human nations, along with the High Elves and Dwarfs, proclaim an alliance against the orcs and support Lothar as the leader of the alliance. Elsewhere, Orgrim takes one of Durotan's tusks to one day give to Goel, and the basket containing Goel is found by a human. Roll credits. Fuck. Wow. Um, it's quite a lot uh, to digest with this film. Um... Budget was 160 million. Let's okay. assume that with marketing and whatnot, we're looking at just over 300 million in total. Uh, took 439 million at the box office. The vast majority of that, from what we understand, in China. Yep, didn't, do, also. didn't do particularly well. Um, so it did 100 million just in China alone. Mm. Yeah, did 47 in the States. And the rest was right. Worldwide. So it didn't do particularly well domestically i didn't see it at the cinema i don't know if either of you two did yes nope. i did you did you did wow oh, okay i have a very ironic i have a very ironic story about how i came to see this movie okay so when it was out at the cinema sure a few weeks after it was out me mm-hmm. and my good friend russell were mm-hmm. uh, friend of the show friend of the show um we didn't have anything to do um of an evening and there was a an ongoing heat wave so we thought what can we do that will keep us cool for a few hours going to an air-conditioned cinema so we went to an air-conditioned cinema and watched the only film that we felt like watching like part watching and that turned out to be warcraft so it's somewhat ironic that i'm now sat talking about the warcraft movie having watched it this afternoon in a heat wave without air con It feels like karma has come to get me finally after all these years. <laughs> Did you enjoy it when you saw it at the cinema? Was it a cinematic experience? It was a popcorn movie I didn't mind watching. I didn't have any yeah. strong feelings yeah. on it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Do you have any prior uh, relationship with the Warcraft universe? No. Nope. At all? No. Nope. Not at all. Okay, fine. How about you, Andy? Me, um, I played. I think was it the second one on the PS One, and that's the... it was on PS One or the it RTS game. One. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. Warcraft Two. Yeah, I've played that one, and that's my only um, <sighs> blend with our term with Warcraft. Yeah, the PS One version. Right. Enjoyed yeah, it. it. Looks like it got okay. a weird port. Yeah. I had no idea it was on uh, PlayStation at all. Um, not the sort of game I would have imagined being much fun playing on a pad. It's a classic RTS. Yeah, it's, it's like, like if it's like yeah. trying to play StarCraft on a pad, it would be a bit weird. I played Command and Conquer Ooh. on the PS One. That was pretty good. That's true. That was um, people like those. I never played any RTS games on a console until fairly Ooh. recently. I played a couple um, of Warhammer RTSs on PS One. Fair enough. The PS1 actually, um, actually had a mouse as well. That's true. No one had it, but it had one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really enjoyed the game series, um, the old RTS series. I never really got into 
well, I say not never really. I never I never got into World of Warcraft at all, to be honest. Um, I tried playing the free trial, uh, and it just d- didn't click with me, so I never bothered, and I didn't really have any friends who were playing it. Um, if I had, I probably would have been sucked in, because I like the world of mm. I like the world the Warcraft universe. Um, the world building in those old RTS games was really good. Yeah. Um, so I didn't see this film when it was out at the cinema because I was like, it's going to be very, very keyed towards, very, very geared towards people who are fans of World of Warcraft. Um, because at that point, the, like the game has been out for more than a decade. Mm. And it's been a sort of behemoth for more than a decade. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't bother seeing it in the cinema. Uh, I didn't see it until, I don't know, a couple of years later, uh, when it was first on a streaming platform. Um, and, um, I've, despite the fact that it's not really geared towards me, I don't think it's really geared towards any of us. I think it's not really no. geared towards people who don't aren't massively into World of Warcraft, which is crazy for a, you know, 150, 160 million pound or million dollar franchise uh, you know, mm. movie. Um, uh, I, I still enjoyed it. And then I watched it again yesterday uh, and I still kind of enjoyed it for like proper turn your brain off nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that, but it doesn't. There's so much going on, and it's so going past so quickly that, as a, if you're not really familiar, let's say if you're not familiar with it, you're just going to get lost. Um, why are the orcs doing this? How did we get there? Who's the main villain? It sort of just speeds by. Too well, that many... stuff I thought was like fairly. That was the stuff that was like really, really easy to see. It's like uh, Gul'dan is a bad guy. He's like a cartoon villain. Hmm. Um, uh, what's his name? Main, um, um, oh, fuck. Um, Toby Carroll, Kibble's character. Duratan is like... Duratan. Dur- Duratan is the good guy. Gul'dan is the bad guy. And the humans are kind of, kind of playing like supporting roles in it. But like you can see, here's hmm. the good guy. Here's the bad guy. Here's what he's doing that's evil. Here's why he must be stopped. But then the rest of it is like very, very heavy. Let us explain the world of World of Warcraft um, to you, the viewer. Yeah. Um, but it's still like I don't know. It's it was directed by someone. I don't know if he wrote the script as well. Um, looking written by oh, you co-wrote it. Mm. Co-wrote the script. Yeah, Duncan Jones is is. Uh, very very big into World of Warcraft um, yeah. or at least was I don't know if he still is he played it a lot Ooh. he's a bit of a video game nerd um, and maybe he's was too close to the source material to be the person to write and direct this I think I don't know I think the main issue from an outsider coming into Warcraft um, for me at least was it feels like they went too big. They did literally like um, the Horde invading, um, you know, um, Azeroth. Is it Azeroth? I think that's yes, yeah. yeah. They did like a massive, a massive 
sort of epic campaign scale story when they needed to just keep it low down, keep it in one location and tell a story to get you invested in the world that will explain the world throughout an hour and a half, whatever. Mm. To let you Um, understand a bit before they start doing the whole portal world jumping and mm. shit like that and bringing mages in and, and massive spells and mm. and like end of the world life and death kind of massive situations mm-hmm. i get there yeah. needs to be some kind of tension and stuff but i think if they'd have kept it in one place it would have been easier to understand and and digest as someone who's never never read or seen anything about the world of warcraft before yeah i agree <clears throat> because i don't know like I said, they never established Azeroth itself. It's no. we start off with the orcs, and then we send the orcs going to Azeroth. But we never established what Azeroth is at this moment in time. So I got when I thought about it, I was like, is Azeroth at peace before the orcs come up, or are there conflicts going on? Do the does that the human empire seem seems peaceful with the dwarves, but then they have that massive um, round the table discussion with all the other. Races and all the other races seem pretty pissed off with mm. what the humans have done, and they all go, "Well, no, leave you alone. You're all by yourself." Despite the dwarves going, "Here, have a boomstick. Yeah. We've got new technology for you." Well, why are you all of a sudden, partway through the film, going, "We're really annoyed with you, humans. Uh, so we're not going to help you." But beforehand, we would help you when we're at. P- I, it never fully sets what the Azeroth is before the Orcs. Is it, it a war? Really explain, is it, it never is, even really explains why the Orcs are going through at, right right at the beginning. It doesn't explain of, it right at the very beginning, but no. you, you kind of like gather later on it's because the Fell has killed their world. Yeah, but like the mm. first thing you see is just like a load of green Orcs stepping through this giant portal. Okay, okay, can I... This is something that really annoyed me. So there's a scene right at the beginning where um, the two sort of main orc protagonists are walking towards where the portal is going to be. And there's a load of these cages of these blue people locked up. Mm-hmm. And one of the blue people like pleads with, with one of the orc protagonists and says, please let my son go, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then the bigger guy goes, no, we need all of them. And then proceeds to basically use them uh their life as power to power this massive giant fuck off portal mm. why did the portal need to be so tall like if they'd have made a smaller portal <laughs> that was just high enough for everyone to get through they wouldn't have needed all those people war machines don't know Catapults, there's a lot towers, of know. there's a lot of um There's a lot of the visuals in this film are uh, very, and I can understand why they did this, but it's it's very rooted in the visuals of the video games, mm. and especially World of Warcraft has a very stylized, very cartoonish look about it. Um, yeah, a lot of the CGI backgrounds and stuff were very, like, lifted from very the stylized. They felt, they felt mm. lifted from the games they can't have been but you know what i mean yeah the human cities and everything with like the the um the blue roof tiles which is straight out of the old rts games yeah um 
the way that the orcs look like the sort of preposterous dimensions mm. of the the character it's taken straight whereas like uh, other franchises uh, other fantasy franchises in films were taken from a source material where you had more leeway to play with the designs harry potter lord of the rings stuff like that um you can't and this is the thing it's like where it's where i, I question whether whether duncan jones is the right director for this because he is so close to the source material but then if you had someone who wasn't and they made changes it may have done it may have been uh, viewed slightly better by a wider audience but then would have alienated the world of warcraft fans mm. who are the, mm. the you know the main your core audience of this film so i don't know you're kind of damned if you do damned if you don't um but yeah a lot of that stuff kind of doesn't play uh, as well on a screen compared to its contemporaries because it looks a little bit mm. over stylized and video gamey visually i quite liked it well, i thought that was one of the strengths of the film for me um mm-hmm. there were some great like set pieces yeah uh the fight in the um mountain pass i really mm. enjoyed yeah. that yeah, I mean, it also seemed a bit of a are from a. I mean, focusing, he was coming from like an RTS viewpoint. You know, you could see the he was trying to establish. You know, this is oh look, Warcraft fans. Here's mm-hmm. we we got an RTS viewpoint and stuff. But yeah, visually, I liked I liked it. I liked the designs of the armor, the human armor, and the orcs were really good. It was quite nice, and you know, even though probably physically impossible for orcs to move that fast, that who were that big. But everything about it, I quite liked, you know, because I mean, if, if you look at Warhammer, Warhammer's like that. It's over-stylized. It's very big, very over, over mm. the top. But, you know, the cities and everything, it just, the storyline, it it didn't set it up. It didn't really, you know, like, if you look, look like a lot of the rings, start of everything is, it's about the ring. Everything, you know, Sauron, Dark Lord, ring. You've got the focus. What was the focus there? Well, it never seemed to do thing. And even Gold Dukan, the main orc guy, it, you sort of felt, well, all oh, right, so the orcs are really pissed off with him because he's broken these traditions and stuff and he's not doing things away. But at the end of it, he still survives and still seems in a position of power. You're like, at one point, they're all like um, cheering Duratan and at the end of that combat, you know, they're all about to turn on him. The next thing mm. you know, they're offering him to a fight. <laughs> it, it the leaps sort of like didn't make sense for a film. Um, I think that's probably where it failed. If it if you did that in a video game, you're like, oh, okay. But where it comes in the film, it's sort of like it, it has to be where if if there's a power struggle going on and he's about to lose his leadership. Mm. He doesn't really do anything to regain that leadership. He just you're always going to have these these problems uh, in a video game adaptation that tries to stay faithful to the source material because v- video games are the youngest of the um, you know the big media Ooh. types. Um, can't think of the correct word there. Video games are still in their infancy. 
video game writing is still very much in its in its infancy, yeah. and like even even the most well regarded, uh, well written video games still just don't even come close to the best in film, television, mm. theater, literature, uh, and it'll take a long time before they are. Um, and so you're you're already at a disadvantage working with the source material that was written for a video game rather than, you know, J.R. fucking Tolkien hmm. um, or whoever. Uh, so it's, it's difficult. Um, I also, I wonder whether a lot of the sort of, it's weird. Like the, the story is, is packed full of a lot of like jargon and names and place names and stuff like that. That's like kind of like front loads with, with and you're kind of bombarded with, but also the story's very simple. Hmm. And a lot of the dialogue is very straightforward. Uh, and I've seen that in a number of big blockbuster films that have subsequently done very well in China. <laughs> um, and it, I, it's, I think it's something to do with like, it's easier to, translate um a simpler story into you know for another culture yeah Mm. no Um, definitely is i think as well i don't know it's just it feels like like i say they the story was simple enough to follow almost too simple at times it was very black and white um Mm -hmm. But there was just, for me, there was nothing behind it. There was also some stuff that I just didn't understand. Like, how did, how did Medivh let the, the like, so, so the, the, they've, you're, it's established that the portal had to be open from both ends. Hmm. Someone had to let the orcs in. Yeah. And then you find yeah. out that it was Medivh who did it. But I, unless I missed it on the, you know, the two viewings I've seen of it, um, never, never explained. How? No, it's never explained. Or why? why? It's, never, it's never explained why. You know, he invited him right. in, but it's never explained why he does that. Because it's, did, I mean, it sort of hints at six years. He hasn't been six, seen for six years. So there's been really no need for him for six years. So that's also why there was peace. So mm-hmm. what has he been doing? What... what it, yeah, it don't really go into the fact that, yeah, why has he done it? It just says, oh, we need someone to invite us in. And he invited them in. And that's it. Yeah, it was just a lot of things that are just unexplained in this um, thing. I mean, what's the commander called? I mean, he, him as an actor, he was pretty good in it. Or Travis um, Fimmel. Yeah. There's a he lot of big names in this. Um, Travis mm. Fimmel, I don't, I can't remember when Vikings started. That show kind of put him on the map. I don't know if this was before then or it was kind of like coinciding with the first series of, or the first series of uh, Vikings or not. But mm. like, he's a pretty big name now. Um, uh, Dominic yeah. Cooper as the king. They're yeah. almost unrecognizable, but Toby Kebbell. Mm. And uh, Robert Kaczynski as um, Doritan and Orgrim. Clancy Brown was the Black Hand. Who knew? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I don't know, I don't know about like the, I, I've never watched like behind the scenes stuff to see how they did that, whether it was like fully motion capture or anything like that. Toby Cabell is no uh, stranger to that because he is, uh, he plays a major role in one of the um, recent Planet of the Apes films. Um, and he's very, he's very, very good in it. Like yeah. he's learned, he's learned from the, um, uh, what's his name? Gollum. Gollum. Yeah. Um, what's his name Andy, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. he's learned from the Andy Circus school of um, motion capture uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if like they, would, like they wouldn't cast these people to just be voices right no see I think Doritos quite good I uh, want to see Clancy Brown in a motion capture suit is what I'm trying to say <laughs> but love Clancy Brown I mean, Clancy Brown was good but it was no personality that we didn't allow Clancy Brown personally, so you know, like he's the Kurgan in Highlander, and he just goes off. Essentially, him, yeah. I mean, like that's got to be why they've hired him, right? Yeah. Duncan so, Jones probably was like, "Who do we cast as the as as Black Hand? Let's get the Kurgan." Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't allow him to be have any personality. Just like, very dull. A lot of. Deep text and deep some 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 lore into it, but that's about it. Mm. But yeah, I, I thought um, Travis was good. Um, There's also like um, uh, Daniel Wu, who plays um, uh, what's his name, the bad guy, uh, Gul'dan. Hmm. Um, now I don't know whether that was like specifically a bit of like casting for the. Chinese market or not, he's he's fine in this. He 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 plays a good cartoon villain, but like from from looking on you know his IMDb and Wikipedia and whatnot, Daniel Wu's sort of his his speciality is martial arts films, and Gul'dan doesn't really do his his fight. His only fight is like a brawl. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was a bit weird. Yeah. It seems a distinct lack of personality amongst the arcs, I think. Cable um, mm. was good. I just thought also the um, Lothar's son as well. That just seemed a bit thrown in. You know, we'd better give <laughs> There him. was like not enough time in this two hour movie uh, to build up a relationship between Lothar and his son. So no. that when he died, he didn't get the emotional impact that it should have. No. Like that should have been like a big mm. gut punch thing. But that's again, that's another problem with this. It's like I was going to say, like to compare it with like. For me, there wasn't any emotional impact in anything in this film because they didn't have enough time to set it up as well. Because like you look at, you keep comparing them to other like fantasy franchises. Lord of the Rings was planned to be a trilogy and was filmed to be a trilogy. Harry Potter was always going to be a franchise, right? They weren't, no one thought that was going to be a one and done, did they? No. And so they had time to set these things up so that they have an emotional impact when they happen. But even in Lord of the Rings, like within an hour, there's the scene where they're in the tavern and the ring wraiths are stabbing the pillows. Mm hmm. Mm. Within an hour, you're on the edge of your seat, worried that the hobbits are going to get murdered by these ring wraiths. You have that emotional yeah. connection to the characters that's been built mm -hmm. up over literally only the past hour. 
But they've it's, spent that hour pretty much hyper focused on just those characters. Yeah. Which is what I'm saying. The rest this of the story's happening done. in the background. Mm. Exactly. Whereas th- this has spent an hour up until the sun dying just throwing you into a very complex not a very complex story a very complex world giving That's you little little snippets yeah. of everything of two different worlds even actually little snippets just enough to understand a vague plot and then yeah. suddenly someone's died and you're like don't really care you yeah. compare this to like uh june yeah came out this year that's <laughs> a bit longer it's like two hours and 40 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. uh and is only it's very much half a story deliberately but also dune but is a very complex story in a co- well not it's a complex world a very complex story it's a very complex story in an incredibly complex world and they kind of just give you they give you the essential stuff but there's no like basil exposition scenes they just the, you, the world is sort of like explained to you just through characters having conversations and through contextual and storytelling and whatnot. Even like to give to go with Dune as an example, within mm-hmm. the first fifteen minutes of that film, there's the scene with um, the handbox thing. Uh the the oh, whatever fuck. it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the box he sticks yep. his hand in, and then she's got the needle to his mm-hmm. to his neck. That's in the What's first, inside the box? That might Ooh. actually, that might actually be the one of the first scenes in the movie. I know nothing about this world. I'm already invested in the character enough there to actually give a crap about what's happening again. Ooh. Just to give other examples of similar kind of you know first movies in in exploratory to- territories for stories I've never read. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Warcraft was too focused on. I don't know what it was too focused on. Just telling a story, dumping. I think it was too focused on the core audience who already knew too much about Warcraft. But also, well, that's the thing. It's like maybe if it hadn't been, if it had just concentrated, if it had just been like, we don't need to explain this stuff to you because you, the viewer, are a World of Warcraft Mm. aficionado. Uh, then they wouldn't have needed to sort of ex- like uh, they w- they wouldn't have needed to I don't want to say they were like pander to or or make any um, accommodations to n- the people who who aren't but they have to because this is a multi million pound you know hundred sixty mm. million pound film um, but we, 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 so he was sort of like caught in a hard between a rock and a hard place when it comes to it. Like trying to f- trying to please the nerds, um, the super hardcore Warcraft uh, fans, and then just like you know the average schmuck who's just going to the cinema on a Friday. I don't know. I just I just feel like they tried to do something too ambitious without explaining or letting people get bought into the world and invested in the world and the story. Hmm. Yeah, you know, if um, you look at Sonic. If you look at Sonic, that's the last successful, you know, like video game recent one. Sonic sets up the world, doesn't it? You know, but Sonic the, the Hedgehog is also a vid a, a film adaptation of a video game that doesn't have a story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it sets up the so world. so they can do whatever they want with well. it. I know, but they set up the world, they set the characters so, up. 
Yeah, but, what, but, but that's awesome. the thing is they've got more free reign in that is because they can take the characters and then do anything they want with it. Like Detective Pikachu, the film, has absolutely nothing to do hmm. with Detective Pikachu, the game. They just took the characters and then just had fun with it. They had bits um, and bobs of actual Pokemon lore, like with Mewtwo and stuff. That sure. Was very, yeah. That was very deeply embedded in like Pokemon red and blue lore. But yeah. again, the whole like the idea of the Pokemon City and the Bill Nye character in mm. that was Detective Pikachu's making. You know, where humans yeah. and P- Pokemon could live alongside each other and all that. Yeah. So Whereas they like, kind of, but in... you feel like Warcraft could have done that though. You feel like they could have taken, I, gone to I a random bit of, of the of the world that's never been explored in the games. Mm. But then the, you know what the fanboys would have been like. World of Warcraft fan base is one of the most toxic uh, fan bases on the internet. They're almost as bad as Star Wars fans. So um, get it wrong and you'll be getting death threats in the the post. Um, Could could you not set it up? As the film starts off in Azeroth, you focus on lo-fi, you focus on a bit of political shenanigans, you establish that Swordspire and the Human Kingdoms and all that, they're friends with the Dwarves, they're friends with the Elves, but there's some sort of rivalry going. I mean, not always peaceful, but it's relatively at peace. You focus on a few characters. And then, without going to it, there's reports of attacks going on, there's the Orc, you know, there's something's happening, and you establish that these races have to come together. And then later on in the film, you almost see the origin of the arcs. So you put what they put at the beginning should be su- probably somewhere in the centre um, of the movie itself to show the background. And at mm. least you established that Azeroth, what Azeroth is. Mm. I mean, if you don't even show the mages until like the last third of the film, you know, you know the Council of Mages. I'm talking about not the fact that you've got a mage and a guardian, but you know. On what relation do they have? I I never fully understood whether they were friends or not. So I, I know understand like the reason why they did it because like as far as I understand, like the the alliance versus the horde was like the main crux of vanilla World of Warcraft. But could they not have, the expansions? Could they not have just started and stayed in Azeroth and had the orcs come in and not actually go to the orc world and the portal and shit? Well, that's uh, that's how they come. They they go through a portal to Azeroth, and that's how the the fighting begins. They're not from the same world. They come from another world, and yeah, that's what they I come mean. from a so, dying world. And sorry, but like they, the film starts off in this dying world with the orcs. They go through a yeah. portal into Azeroth. Do you need that transition, or does that instantly just make it a bit complex and a bit? Where are we? If you're not a Warcraft fan, they start uh, out in maybe. Azeroth, build the story up about people dying, sow the seeds of actual, you know getting to know I've... these characters so you can get invested in mm. the father and son and the and the dead mother because that's a mm. part of it as well that's just like literally there's a line where he says something about oh i didn't blame so and so when his mother died mm. it's like oh his mum died oh i'm learning this and i don't care yeah. i um i think they just they shouldn't have told this story at all to be honest like i know this is like the like the crux of, from what i understand is like the crux of the plot of vanilla war uh wow but um, there's a 
there's a character and a, a storyline that I know comes back into World of Warcraft that was like the big thing in Warcraft 3, which is the whole thing with the Lich King. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like a way more interesting story to tell, personally, uh, than just humans versus orcs and green magic. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard to like f- to to work out how you tell a story in this world that works on the big screen and will appeal to non World of Warcraft fans. Yeah, I mean, it, sort of like I mentioned it in the chat, where it's like reminds me a bit of the eighties film, you know, of the eighties like Hot the Slayer, Beast Master, mm. and all those types of things and. They didn't really... I mean, they established the world. They focused on a group of characters. I mean, Hot Slayers, by the today's standards, isn't great, but it's, I love it. I love it as a kid, and I love it now. You know, for just for its sense of cheesiness. But at least it focuses on a group of characters. You know, the on an adventure. On an adventure. They could have done that. You know... You like the film... Do you remember sim- the movie Krull? Yeah. Yeah. You know... Um, I don't think it was very good, if I remember correctly. Uh, I haven't seen it in a very long time, but um, but you remember the weapon. that was like just one ad- one gr- a group of people on a- an adventure. Yeah, yeah. The Princess Bride that was another fantasy a group of people on an adventure. I know yeah. it's a cult classic, but at least maybe you start off with a group. Essentially, was it World of Warcraft is essentially going on adventuring, isn't it? in this world um, and you could have done an adventure base and then establish it get your money and then do the sequels and then build it out but well, it's know, very it's just... clearly they thought they were going to get a sequel right mm. yeah you know, the think... way the film ends like there's no yeah. closure to it I thought I thought like um they're going to kill Gul'dan, whatever, drive the Fae out, and then ev- all the, the orcs that were, like, were kept uh, um, alive by the Fae will then die. Like you see Ooh. in that fight at the pass when Wizard Boy like, drives the Fae out. Let's say not the Ooh. Fae, the Fell. Drives oh. the Fell out, um, and all the orcs that are like, empowered by it die. And then I thought, oh, we're going to get like an emotional gut punch at the end, like because little baby, Mo- little baby orc Moses in the basket uh, <laughs> is going to die yeah. because it was like revived by Fell at the be- like at the beginning of the film. But um, yeah, yeah. So looking at um, news and stuff, I just quit while I'm on that of that subject, just very quickly, I appreciate the little like nods to um, uh, the Torah. In there with the baby in the basket, yeah, and the um, golem. The, Mo- the Moses was quite well, on the nose, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Could, you the, couldn't see that and not think Moses. No. And the golem um, as well. Yes, the golem. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking at news and stuff. Um, apparently, in 2018, Duncan Jones, the director, tweeted that the Warcraft sequel doesn't look good. Um, but then in 2020, it was reported Legendary is developing a new Warcraft movie. Uh, seems to be a reboot, not a sequel. Mm. It prob- that's probably what it needs at this point. It's been too um, long. Duncan Jones is doing something else now anyway. He's adapting um, 
From what I heard, he was uh, adapting Rogue Trooper. Oh, the big screen. Old 2000 AD comic book Ooh. franchise. Um, yep. Video game as well. Good video game. So I've heard. I've never played it. Uh, Did anyone watch but, his Mute film? Mute? Hmm. Uh, I, I never yeah. watched it even yeah. when I had a Netflix account and I kept meaning to watch it. I'd never seen a film as polarizing as it. Like all the yeah. reviews I saw were either like five stars or one star. Mm. Uh, and and I was like, oh, that, I, that sounds kind of interesting. I should probably watch it. But love Moon. Ooh. Moon is one of the Moon the is greatest sci-fi films of the last twenty years. Excellent, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Source code's pretty good as well. Yeah, source code is good. That was source code. Yeah. Um. There was some talk, I don't remember around it, but, but there, there is supposedly a director's cut somewhere. There's stuff... What, of Warcraft? Missing, of Warcraft, but I mean, then Duncan Jones has said and that everything that was um, in the script is on the film, because essentially if, it, if, you're, if, you, if you're cutting things out, you're having to CGI it, and we're not going to spend money... Yeah. On things, so that's, I suspect there might be a director's cut script that's been. Um, yeah, that'll be somewhere, somewhere right? Oh yeah, that's got to be somewhere. There's yeah. some deleted scenes on YouTube. About 40 mm. minutes of deleted scenes. Uh, 40 minutes. 14. Wow. Sorry, one. Four. Okay, right. 14. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he said there won't be a director's cut. I again, like like Andy says, I assume it's because CGI is expensive and you're not going to waste yes. money on director's mm. cuts. It'll be pre rep, a previs yeah. stuff, mm. rough cuts. Like when that version of um, X Men Origins Wolverine leaked out, mm. and it was just like wireframes and uh, stuff like that. It'll it'll probably mm. be like that, and then finishing it off is just not worth it. I reckon yeah. that's probably uh, why we're never going to see that this Batgirl movie as well. The but same reason. If we do <coughs> see something of it, it will probably look like that, like wireframes and stuff. Mm. Uh, I take it. Um, uh, any I mean, particular favourite scenes? Oh, sorry, what are you going to say, Andy? So I was just going to say, I was going to say, it, but I felt at the end, by the end of the film. You've actually got a pretty good sequel going on there. You've got the quickly established romance between um, Garana and Lothar on opposite sides now, with him believing mm-hmm. that is um, spoilers that she killed the king to gain power, despite it being the king's orders. But um, so you've got that sort of like establishment. He's now head of the alliance. You've got the Moses child, who is, I supposedly would have come and set the orcs free. I don't. I mean, I don't know how. <laughs> Let my orcs people go. Go. That's it. <laughs> so, I think it was quite nicely set up for um, expanding Azeroth and setting up a good, <clears throat> probably a deeper story. And, and you've mm-hmm. already done that all the bit where you've established the characters in some form or the other. So. You know, you've got the new Guardian, got Lothar, Garana, all your um, Golduthan, you know, the enemies and stuff. So all you had to do was just 
play them all together. And I think you'd have had a pretty good sequel. So in many ways, I'm like, oh, I'd have quite liked to see a second one of it because I think it would have been better than this one. Yeah, and it surprises me that you see so many films that um, either don't make a profit or very, very, you know, like scrape by uh, making a profit. Uh, and sure, this film costs you know, 160 million to make and then however much for marketing and whatnot. But it took nearly half a billion dollars back in the worldwide oh. box office. Then however much after that, um, I can only assume you know, money that comes back from... I can only assume they're expecting it to make like proper blockbuster numbers, and it didn't. That's or, difficult to do. I mean, critics absolutely bombed it, didn't they? But what does these days really make like break that half a billion dollar stuff? It's like Marvel films, The Avengers, Star Wars, mm. Jurassic Park, basically Disney films, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> Disney <laughs> films Disney and like. And you know, huge established cinematic franchises already. Like yeah. I'm sure that last Jurassic World film made probably made close to a billion dollars. That um, Top uh, Gun Maverick probably did. Top Gun Maverick, absolutely. Gun. Oh, yeah, that broke a billion. That made a billion. There you go. Uh, Top Gun Maverick um, worldwide, one point three billion. That's it. Um, Joker that made a billion. Uh, and that's mad because that wouldn't cost much to make. No, that made about. I think it cost about. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion made nine hundred and sixty and a half million. So, um, I know it's, it is. It does surprise me that it didn't get a sequel. I, I can only I assume think... it was either they expected it to make more money, or based on critic response. They thought a sequel wouldn't make as much. Mm. Mm. But it's a Chinese market that helped to me see. But I know One of the production the... companies, Tencent Pictures. <laughs> Tencent everywhere. Mm. Um, see, but I don't think we, we're going to make one now without being assured that we'll get into China. Because. I well, like, to, uh, so the. Um, the production companies, Legendary Pictures, you know, they've mm. the, got names on so many films. Atlas Entertainment, Blizzard Entertainment. Uh, I don't know who Atlas Entertainment are. Then Tencent Pictures and uh, uh, Hawaii Brothers. Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii. Okay. Uh, so two big um, Chinese investment uh, entertainment companies. Atlas Entertainment mm. is an American film financing company. Yes, but Tencent and Huayi are Chinese. So they yeah. put a lot of investment yeah. into the original film um, and probably marketed it quite a lot in China, which is why it did so well there. You'd think mm. that maybe they would have been happy to make another one? They but must like, have made uh, money back on their investment. But like, I'm looking at the... I'm just on this Atlas Entertainment because I'd never heard of them. So looking mm -hmm. at videos, that uh, videos, <laughs> looking at uh, films that they have done, for example, um, mm -hmm. Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, they financed right. two hundred and fifty million dollars. They got eight hundred and seventy-three million back. <sighs> um, Suicide Squad: one hundred and seventy-five million. So similar to Warcraft, they got seven hundred and fifty million back. Um, okay. 
Even Wonder Woman, they did a $120 million budget for $821 million return. Mm. So, that's not uh, that's not their investment and their return. No, that's, that's, no, that's just budget. no, that's a budget. But that's yeah, yeah. If you imagine their slice is the same split each time, which it probably isn't, mm-hmm. but still, looking at the budget versus return, Warcraft mm. is the smallest that they've done, apart Only from like double. American Hustle, um, mm. Justice League as well, three hundred million truth. to six five seven million. But then that was mm. panned again. That's another example, until. Release the Snyder Cut happened. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 and The Suicide Squad. Both yeah, both of those got lot COVID. Less than them. They did get COVID, mm. that's true. Uh, Same with Uncharted, you could say. 120 million for 384. Mm-hmm. But it was still well, COVID. Pretty, I think Uncharted's brought 401, I think. So Uncharted's okay. 400 or something. Yeah. So. Mm. I don't know. I think, I think it did sh- well. Obviously, not well enough to warrant a sequel. No, mm, I mean some so, talk about it. Lo- yeah. It lost thirty, forty million. Some some executives. That um, must. That means that the the marketing budget must have been through the roof. Well, according to Wikipedia, did they market it, very, did they, did they market it a lot more in China? Maybe that which added the costs. Um, uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know how how what how marketing works in in China. Um, for a while, there was like this weird, well, not weird, but just slightly unusual, I guess, for what we expect. Um, like co-produced films. Do you ever see The Great Wall with Matt Damon and um, uh, what's his name, the Chilean actor? Mandalorian. Oh. Don't know his name. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Pedro Pascal. Mm. Um and people like that, but it was like it was like Western actors in a Chinese movie. Hmm. Uh, for example, you know. Um I'm just looking here. Apparently so it had a one hundred and sixty million production budget. Hundred and ten yep. million spent on promotions. However, yeah, right. It says here the film needed to earn four fifty to five hundred million in order to break even. So, so where's the so extra quite... two hundred and fifty million gone? Mm. Unless that f- production budget doesn't include CGI or something, I don't know. No, it will do. It would have. No, it, it would do. Done. Yeah, yeah, it would have. Um, uh, I don't know, but then you know, this home media. The money you get, mm. you get in from having it on streaming services. Once it's made and it's out there, you don't have to spend it's more money on it. Really, more. it's just making money. Um, in theory, but apart from us sad people who's watching Warcraft on Prime, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but Prime will have paid um, money for it. They will have. They'll have paid probably, money to have the rights to it, wouldn't they? Probably not a lot. Like obviously, you know decent amount but i wouldn't have thought mm. they wouldn't be paying as much as like they'd pay for the new star wars film no right? no sure um i don't know how that i don't know how that stuff works no mm. um I mean, it's difficult i, I don't cause what i understand of hollywood accounting it's all over the place and the, you know and like i said the batgirl things is not being released as a tax write-off we're getting 20 million out of it 
So I don't know how it works out. I mean, like I said, to break even, we needed 500 million, which mm. don't make sense, you know. Because if you look at the figures and stuff, if they're going far and then you go, we need 500 million, you're like going, well, Prince of Persia, I think, well, what did what did that do? About 364 or something? You've got I don't know. Never saw it. Something. Yeah. So I don't know what it must have done because Prince of Persia didn't beat break 400 million so I don't know if you're if you're requiring 500 million half a billion to get back to make money well something's gone wrong there and I know mm. it's CGI heavy um, you know could have done something different probably not because it's over stylized with it um, but I don't know it just I think the problems for me rely more in the script and the um, story itself. You know, like Garana, she falls in love with Lothar just very quickly. Very quickly, she knows she knows the human language very quickly as well. And, yeah, well, they um, they explain that uh, like from it's not the first time that they've been to the other, you know, the uh, uh, to Azeroth. And they've mm. captured humans, and she's learned their language from them. Right. Um, but yeah, she falls in love very quickly with uh, Travis Fimmel's character. Mm. She crosses some boundaries by trying to kiss him when he's being very upset about the loss of his son. Mm-hmm. It just it just felt it was trying to throw in everything. And the kitchen sink about Warcraft, and then adding loads of stuff that makes a decent movie story. Loss, you know, redemption, mm. that type of thing. And but we've got to get everything of Warcraft in as well, and we've only got two hours to do it. Yeah, and it just seemed an impossible task for you to. Do all that. Yeah. You get a director who is known for very, very smart, low-budget sci-fi films, like Moon, like Source Code. Yep. Uh, and you say, you're a big fan of World of Warcraft. Here's $160 million. Make a film of it. Uh, and he made a film that is obviously like... I don't know. It's it's like trying to be as faithful to the source material as possible. Um because the person who's making it has a lot of love for this for this world. Um and it just doesn't play to us mere mortals who aren't fully in, enveloped in that world. From what I've seen on the internet, World of Warcraft fans really like it. Hmm. You know who else was a, was a, was very very complimentary of this film? Mark Kermode, who I don't think Ooh. has ever played a video game in his <laughs> life. Will stop. I listened to his review of it last night uh, after I watched the film. So I'm always curious about what Mark Kermode thinks of films I've watched. Um, I tend to listen to his reviews after I've watched the film, not not before. <laughs> um, and uh yeah he was very complimentary of it he said like he saw there was like it's, it's a it's a big brash over the top silly cgi heavy fantasy film but he saw like there was enough of duncan jones's 
signature directorial style and you know elements of the way he directs films in there mm. for him to enjoy it um mm. and i kind of lay in that camp to be honest i don't fully like uh, i don't fully buy into all of these characters some of them are a bit cartoonishly over the top love clancy brown as <laughs> like big dumb henchman orc um there was some like there were some really nice moments with two cgi characters sitting on a hill having a conversation about their youth um yeah. and uh there was enough like humanity it's not you know what i mean the right word because they're orcs but you know what i mean there's enough characterization and 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 stuff in there like i can combine to these characters i liked duratan as a character uh i liked the humans yeah. a lot less um but like dominic cooper's character is a bit silly really um and travis Fimmel, he does his best uh, the the wizard stuff I, I didn't really care about too much. That was another thing. It was just like this is just one, maybe one too many elements. Mm. Uh, we oh. didn't need the whole story with the guardian and whatnot because because it's, it's a lot of lore to front load into a film and to try and explain to people who don't know oh. it. Um, but aside from all the messiness, like I've got to say, of all of the video game films we've watched where they take the source material seriously, so we're discounting Detective Pikachu and Sonic, of all the video game films I've seen where they take the source material seriously, this is the best. Sorry, can I just... So we're discounting the best Mm -hmm. ones. Um, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but because they're not adaptations of video game... So, but do you not think that's maybe why they're the better ones? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, but of all the ones, that, but you can't, you couldn't do that with this. There's a lot of franchises you couldn't do this with. Like, um, I love Hitman. There's no fucking story there really to make into a film, but somehow they managed to make two films out of it. Um, but you don't, you couldn't like take that. Compl- oh, well, you pr- actually you might they do have a Hitman story in Hitman. About. They have like an overriding story that some people are yeah. really invested in. Apparently. That didn't happen until Hitman like 2016, by which point both these films had already been made. No, I, I like. Apparently, There's there not. is story in Hitman. There is. It's the older. Okay. Yeah, it's enough. it's not good. Okay. Like, and the story in the last these latest. I know in Hitman like, Two they went incredible. back to like some characters and stuff and locations they'd visited before, didn't they? Yeah, and there's the stuff in Hitman Blood Money as well and Absolution, but you yeah. know, but like, you can't. Um, to be just honest, take that franchise and just tell a completely different story with it because it doesn't really work. Yeah. Whereas you can kind of do that's... that. And I'm like, I'm sure that's what they're going to do with Mario. It's not oh, going to be... Absolutely. Mm. They're going to Detective Pikachu the shit out of that. Exactly. It's not going to be Mario rescuing Princess Peach from a castle. They're going to do something completely crazy with it, but you can't do that with World of Warcraft because you'll get death threats. Yeah. I. Mm. So I'm just looking at the list of video game movies here. So... Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City I really enjoyed and that was quite faithful to Resident Evil 2. That wasn't a film though, was it? Yeah. Wasn't the Netflix No, wasn't that a Netflix? Series. No, that's oh, right. different. There's been too many Resident Evil things recently. Um I don't know what this is then. Uh, I've only seen Raider. the Miljovovich films and <sighs> I'd say the new Tomb Raider was I've not watched the this. new one. 
Um, yeah, I'm, going, I'm going back to the Angelina Jolie Do you remember one. Assassin's Creed? You've got the um, the guy who directed Macbeth. You've got Margot Robbie, and you've got Michael Fassbender, and it was just fucking dour. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Mm. At least this was kind of fun, campy fun in places. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put. I enjoyed it, you know, the visuals and stuff, and it's fantasy, and I love fantasy and stuff. I'd probably put it on par with Rampage um, as an enjoyment. I don't think I can go back to it. But actually, I'd say the original Mortal Kombat was better. Um, mm. I think for the me... The new Uncharted film, for me, was better. I haven't seen that. I don't... No, I've not seen that like one the yet. The idea of Mark Wahlberg as Sully, not buying it, sorry. Um, <laughs> I think for me, I'd put this on the same page as doom i'm afraid like mm. i just couldn't mm. buy into it and i got to well i messaged in this afternoon in, in uh, discord and i was just like i've got half an hour of this film left and i really can't be asked because <laughs> i didn't connect with any of the characters the story i just didn't care so same with doom really um but it, at least doom yeah. had that really cool end ending the last 10 minutes of doom made up for the rest of the film um <laughs> this didn't have nine inch nails on the credits unfortunately um so no yeah that's true it didn't it also didn't have a rock um, so or the rock which is very surprising for uh for one of your picks i, I know think. it's not <laughs> this is my pick it's not this is your pick was this my pick Oh, this is your pick. I picked Detective Pikachu. Maybe this is Mark's pick. All oh, right, maybe it is. I don't yeah. think it was. We should keep blaming um, each other. I think it's just one of those ones we kind of had. To, it's one of those ones we kind of had to do, though, right? Oh yeah. It's yeah. it's it's a it, it it like it made for a video game movie a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Man, did it's like it's still it considered a flop. Still made more money than Sonic and Detective Pikachu. Yeah, and Sonic too. Which is Sonic Two, yeah. Sonic Sonic Two is massive in America, and Uncharted. Yeah, Sonic Two. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Again, that one, like, it's it's kind of weird. Those films came out in COVID times. It's, it's still like, I don't know. We'll see how the Mario film does. That might do gangbusters. Um, I will see the new Pac-Man film. That might do even better. Pac-Man. Yeah, I've done Pac-Man. <laughs> they've announced Sonic Three and Pac-Man. See, this is the thing. This is this this they've they've figured out the the formula. Mm. How to make it work? You take a video game franchise that has no story, yep, and then just tell whatever story, whatever else story you want to do in it. One I mean, next Cubert, I... make a Cubert film. <laughs> <laughs> what about a Hungry Horus film? Is it too late for that? Well, maybe, uh, maybe you could do that. Yeah, Jack um, So I'm not sure yeah. how how seriously to take the list of films based on video games Wikipedia. But here's a selection mm-hmm. of films that are apparently in the works or in discussions. So obviously Sonic well, this... Hedgehog 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Borderlands. No, well, that's already, that's already been filmed. Well, yeah. It, it? This is upcoming. Yeah, Randy... These are upcoming. So yeah, yeah. Just... Randy Pitchford was <sighs> tweeting out pictures of it. It's gonna, if Randy Pitchford's involved in it, it's going to fucking suck. Five Nights at Freddy's. The Gears <laughs> of be... War film. <laughs> It'll be a, just a dumb oh. horror film that will be made on a low budget and makes lots of money. A Gears of War film. 
Okay. A Ghost of Tsushima film. What's that going to be? Just a samurai film? Uh, no, Sony Pictures are doing it, apparently. Okay. Um, it takes that two That could film. work. That like, Ghost of Tsushima could work. Because it's because it's like heavily indebted to samurai movies. Yeah. So mm. you just make a samurai movie and call it Ghost of Tsushima. Job done. It takes Full two. Full circle. It takes two. That's a... Uh, <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? Why not? Just cause. Just cause. Uh, it could yeah. be... You could have some fun with that and just have a do yeah, it. You just have just a really, just really stupid OTT spy film. film. Yeah. Fast and Furious, like, you know, the... Um, That's what it's going to be like. Mm. Just a Rocky really Steph. stupid... Yeah. It'll yeah. be someone like they'll cast The Rock in that role or something like that. A Just and Dance s- film. <laughs> okay. Uh, What's that going to be like Breaking? Or um, can't think of any other dancing films. A Bollywood Breakin. film, maybe? That's maybe. all I can think of. Don't know. A Minecraft film. Again, that's something you can just tell any is that, story in. Is it animation or is it going to live action? I don't, I don't know. Just animation, says, I'm just literally going on the names. Uh, an, a Metal Gear Solid film. Sony yeah, that one's been talked about for a very, very long time. That, mm. that, that's been thrown around. Um, I would like to see that. that. A Portal film? Uh, sure, why not? A Rabbids film? Uh, well, I mean, they're about 10 years too late. Yeah. If they want to jump on that Minions train. You talk about years too late. A Space Invaders film. Again, that's another franchise they can just do anything that. with. Have they done that with Pixels? Yeah, but Pixels fucking those. sucked. Pixels was just Pixels. I know, but... They used everything. Um, they used Cuba in that as well. It fucking sucks. Well, a Streets of Rage film. Okay, sure. That I could see. A Saints Row film. Sure. A Yakuza film. I mean, hell yes. Yeah, it, why not? Absolutely. And a Duke Nukem As film. long as it is like the, the... Where it's like really, really serious story. Mm. Yeah. But with just like wacky hijinks happening as well. And you'd Majima dancing. Ev- you'd need everything to be completely serious. And then crazy shit to happen, basically. Yes. But then to like take it really... Take the crazy shit really seriously. Yeah. yeah. Like... The main character gets really, really into slot car racing <laughs> and shit like that. Okay. Yeah. Love Yakuza. Um, so yeah, like just fucking random films. There's already like there's a Halo TV series. I've heard there mixed is. things about. Yeah. Um, we've got the uh, HBO's adaptation of The Last of Us with Pedro Pascal yeah. and I can't remember the girl's name. Uh, Bella Ramsey, got... I think. Uh, Mario? Um, yeah, Mario. Yeah, well, Mario. Yeah, that's like. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe this is just like cursed from the off because, like, making a fantasy film that works more often than not fails. It's kind of magic so, in a bottle, isn't it? Lord of the Rings worked. Harry Potter worked. Ooh. A lot of other stuff has not. The trailers for that new um, Dungeons and Dragons film looks rough. I quite like the look of it. I think we've done it in a bit of the right way. (sighs) Do you remember the old one? It is a year away. Do you remember the old one, though? Mm, Yeah. 
with um, Joe Barons. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, what Clancy one of the Brown? Way, one of the Wayans brothers. What Clancy Brown's in that? No, what's he called? Clancy Brown lookalike. Who's in that? I don't know. He was he was like the head honcho bang guy. Was he? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. That film sucked. Uh, the new one's probably going to suck as well, unfortunately, because there's a lot of people in it who I think are quite good. But it, it looks bad. But like, the point I'm making is like, it's hard enough to make a video game film work as it is. And then you make a video game f- film in a fantasy universe. It's like, you're going you're gonna to struggle. Yeah. You're really going to struggle. Definitely. You're sort of hamstringing yourself. So um, the fact that it works at all, I think, is kind of <laughs> it's kind of incredible that it even works, even remotely, um, as savagely as it was mm. reviewed and as badly as it apparently did at the box office. I still can't figure out those numbers. It doesn't make sense to me. That sounds a lot like studio didn't want to pay out bonuses. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, like oh, it didn't make it. It didn't. It didn't make. It didn't break even. It made f- nearly half a billion. Yeah, but it didn't break even. Um, that sounds like someone didn't want to pay out bonuses or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's kind of enjoyable. It's one that I will probably stick on every few years as like a background film while I'm doing something else. You know, it's a good second screen mm. film. No, that for that sort of thing. Watch it again, it's not the daughters really wanted to. It's not hugely rewatchable. Uh, mm. it's not one of Duncan Jones's best. No, I would uh, much rather watch Moon. Uh, mm. It's difficult yeah, to say whether it's phenomenal. It's difficult to say whether it's his fault or whether he was just hamstrung by Blizzard because Blizzard were heavily involved in this. And they were. Just... And this this wasn't edited by him. We don't know how much no. in in um. That's what I'm looking for. How much uh, interference there was from the studio? It's two hours. Just over hmm. two hours long. I can imagine maybe that the original cut was closer to three, and the studio may. I can envisage a world in which the studio mandated it was cut down, and there were a lot of notes, maybe some reshoots, a lot of heavy editing by someone who, other than Duncan Jones, and this is what we ended up with. I mean, I can imagine a lot of character scenes being dropped, character moments. Yep. Um, yeah, that's what I was saying. Films. Films can be like completely and utterly ruined in the edit. Do you remember um, mm. Josh Trank's Fantastic Four? Yeah. What a fucking mess that was. And then stories came out about what the original version of that film was before the studio fired him and then ordered reshoots <laughs> and then edited the fuck out of the film. It was like, mm. apparently it was like a, a um, almost like a body horror film. Hmm before the studio got its hands on it. Um, so, I don't know. Who knows what happened with this? Um, I don't think I've seen or read any interviews with Duncan Jones about this film. So, I don't know. I've seen a couple of, like, whenever he's done, like, random Q&As on Twitter and stuff, and he's never mm. seemed to say anything about him being unhappy with it or anything. Mm. Mm. I think maybe... Um, if they'd waited a few years, this would have been a good 
Uh, I could I could see I don't know. Uh, Amazon, Netflix, someone like that, HBO Max, buying the rights to, to it, saying like, mm. let's do this as a ten episode miniseries, maybe a few seasons off, yeah, rather than a film. And I could see that working so much better. That would work a lot better. than a film. More time to yeah. spread it out. Because could you imagine if they tried to make a Game of Thrones film instead of a TV series? Trying mm. to trying to tell a story in that world and explain how the world works and everything in like two hours. It's the same with anything though. Mm. I mean, like um, The Sandman has just come out on Netflix as a series. That would oh, never have worked as a film. Can you imagine really? how bad that film would have been if they tried to explain the world and everything in two hours and tell a story? You could have... Uh, oddly, that's... That could have—I don't know if you've watched it yet. Um, Not all of it. That could have worked. That could have worked because it's like multiple stories. Like there's overlaps and there's links in, but like I think as like one two-hour film though, it would have been pushing it. It would have been pushing it, yeah, because like the first story they take three hours to tell. Yeah. Um, and then it's still not fully finished after that either. (laughs) Mm. Uh, but yeah i know what you mean yeah it's for for stuff like this you either need to have you need to have what peter jackson did and get promised a trilogy of films or harry potter had like you know i don't know what the original plan was with that were they going to do an entire what seven films from the off was yeah one per book fucking hell so yeah you need a studio to have enough faith in the franchise to be able to Set Ooh. it out like that, and then give it the breathing room to. Yeah, and I don't, th- I don't think Duncan Jones ever had that with this. No, I'm surprised it's not yeah. been done like we said, a TV series, but an animation, you know, like Castlevania. You know, that would work. Castlevania. That would work. Uh, that Castle- would be really good, and it would cost a hell of a lot less money. Yeah, but again, know. those shows, that stuff came later, didn't it? The, the the Castlevania and the Dragon's Dogma animated series are kind of uh, shown that you can tell good stories that are faithful to the source material at a fraction of the cost of a big film. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends so who owns the rights seriously. Because Legendary might still Must own the rights l- for it. Uh, probably do. Well, yeah. Blizzard still own the rights to it. So well, yeah, it's whoever but, Blizzard okay, wants have to the, do Have that. the film option for it. Oh, no idea. Options. No idea. P- probably Legendary still. Mm. Which is probably why you haven't seen something like that prop up. Crop, crop mm. up. But I think yeah. it was because I think Critical Role do something, you know, they're like Dungeons and Dragons. I haven't got around to watching it; it's on Prime. But um, something like that, an adventure in Warcraft, you know, you could probably set it up and put throw hints in. I mean, Castlevania essentially does that; sets up the wider world from the first season and expands on it. Um, yeah, that would probably so work. Uh, yeah. But I think at the moment, Blizzard have probably got their hands full um, <laughs> trying to make it into this transition period of being bought by Microsoft whilst also dealing with uh, pretty horrible workplace culture and sexual abuse mm. scandals and members of their staff committing suicide and stuff like that uh, to not want to worry about making a... Uh, and, and also the fact that uh, the world of Warcraft... That player base is dwindling mm. uh, continually, and they're mm. they're not they're not not a happy bunch at the moment. So maybe doing another TV or movie adaptation or whatever wouldn't be 
it's not the right time for it. Maybe if like no. like this film this film came out when when World of Warcraft was still like the king. Yeah, but you could imagine if they did a reboot, say six months before World of Warcraft two dropped. Mm. That. <laughs> yeah, how, they're never going to do a sequel. Just, but um... have it just done classic Leech King or something? Be announced or something. Don't know. Because I be going back to the beginning, I saw something. Oh, Wild Classic. Um, yeah, Wild yeah, Classic. Yeah, that that sort of runs like um uh people got this is weird. I don't I don't fully understand it, but people got so upset with with the direction that World of Warcraft was going, they made brought out well Wild Classic, which is like the original World of Warcraft, complete Runescape with like the original this. complete with the original bugs and everything that it has, and then they're re-releasing the DLC. Uh, I don't know whether it's for like visual upgrades or whatever, but they're re-releasing the DLC that came out for WoW Classic. And it's like running in parallel to WoW. So it's like the game is running on two mm. alternate universes. Yeah, RuneScape mm. did a similar thing when they when they brought out like a new the new version of RuneScape. Yeah. Some hardcore community got very upset. So what they did was they took like the old branch of RuneScape and kept that as a separate game they launched it as a separate game effectively and then mm-hmm. carried on developing both simultaneously so they'd have like new runescape new and runescape classic and they'd like continue adding new features to both of like two they're effectively two different games now um so yeah hmm. not unheard of in the mmo space hmm. no i think no. think about it, this the film's probably missing a good dose of humor it probably does take itself too seriously. That was the one thing it was really, really missing was there was very little humour in it. Yeah. Really. Mm. Very little. Um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I kind I of enjoyed it. Warcraft itself. Didn't Warcraft lend itself to a bit more humour than what was shown? I don't know about WoW because I haven't really played it, but the... Um, you know the the old RTS games. There was there was full of like, you know, d- d- uh, silly little humorous lines, yeah, uh, and character moments. And there was like a couple of little moments of that. I I don't think I ever heard one of the orcs say "ready to work" or anything like <laughs> that from the old RTS games. But like the the um, oh, what are they called? Like the I can't remember what the race is. The blue skinned guys there's like some of them on they they were like under a bridge at one point and you could hear them Mm. making funny noises it's like oh that's straight out of the rts um but like and that was like that brought like a little smile to my face but like there is not a lot of humor in here no and it needed it i think it really needed it but um yeah yeah anyway we've rambled about this for an hour Mm. and 20 minutes um recommended if you're a fan of World of Warcraft, then sure, absolutely. I don't see why not. Like it, it's catered 100% to, to you. Um, yeah. If you're a big WoW head, then I can't believe you haven't already watched it probably several times. If you're not and you're curious about the worlds of World of Warcraft and the Warcraft games, then you know maybe check it out if it's on a free streaming service like it is at the moment. I'd say give it um, like a watch at least the first hour to see how you feel. Yeah. You know, sure. It's worth an hour 
channel. If you just want a good fantasy story, then I'm afraid there's a lot, a lot better options. Just, out just, there. Go, just and go and watch, and watch Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yeah, oh, no, go and watch Lord of the Rings again, and then listen to our shows about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what though? I would probably rather watch uh, War- Warcraft than uh, the Hobbit trilogy. Ooh, those films get nah. real bad. Real. I bad. would rather like, watch annoying. the Hobbit. I'd rather really? watch the Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what's one, better. Certainly one and two, three. Mm, mm. I still think the it's better. Five armies. See, that's so RTT. bad. See, yeah, the yeah, moment me and my daughters are watching um, Willow. We're watching Willow, and Willow's good. Willow's a classic. Yeah, go and watch yeah. Willow. That is a that is a classic. Ron Howard's in preparation. In preparation for the new series coming out in November. Yeah, is Ron Howard anything to do with that? Producing yeah, he directed something? it. He directed, he directed it. it. Good he directed this, the film, but I'm not sure about the new series. Well, I know he directed the film. I'm, I'm hoping he's something to do with the TV, with the TV series. No, that's why. Whatever. We're getting off topic again. Um, yeah, go and watch it if you're a fan of World of Warcraft, or if you're curious. If not, then uh, there are better fantasy films for your perusal. Um, we'll just wait and watch Amazon's incredibly expensive Lord of the Rings series. It's starting next month. Oh, starting in early September. Really looking forward to that. Uh, it seems to be upsetting all of the right people. Um, but anyway, um, any final thoughts? Any parting thoughts on this film, Nick? Can't be asked. Just watch something better. Okay, Andy. <laughs> Could have been better. The sequel would have been better. It's a shame. Visually it's a shame great. we didn't get a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Shame we didn't get a sequel. Um, well, thanks very much for joining me, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure to chat to you oh, about yes. films. Um, thank you, dear listener. Uh, and I, I like this almost as a there's, there's like absolutely no chance that Duncan Jones has listened to this, um, <laughs> but he does follow me on Twitter because of something silly I did on the internet. Uh, so if he does see this uh, and you and you listen to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really like your films. Honestly, just, Moon is Moon one is of my just like top chef's 20. kiss. Honestly, yeah. excellent. Go and watch Moon instead. I love Moon. Love Source Code. I will go and watch Mute. Mm. I'll go and watch that now. Yeah, same. Oh, not now, but because it's late. But I'll watch it tomorrow. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, there's no chance you listen to this. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to get yeah. back to blaming each other for the next film on bickering. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to watch next. Maybe maybe we should do something really silly like um, Dead or Alive or something like that. I was thinking Dead or Alive when I saw it on the yeah. list. I remember Dead or Alive looks it. really stupid. You know what I was thinking? Werewolves what? Within. Werewolves, werewolves Within. What's that? It's a video game movie. I've never heard never of it. Never heard of it. Alright. This is it. No, nah, we're watching, We're going to do Dead or Dead or Alive because that game is stupid. It had a beach Where volleyball spin-off. Online game. It's based on online game. I I don't know it. No, me either. I don't know. Eighty-six percent rotten tomatoes. I'll send it to you. Okay. Sure. We're going to do Dead or Alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will. <laughs> anyway. 
Uh, thanks very much for joining me, guys. Thanks very much for listening, dear Cheers. listener. Cheers. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next episode. Yeah. Uh, until then, ta-ra. Bye. See ya.